This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 104 is going to be from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. A love of the truth is absolutely necessary for salvation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12 read, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. If we don't have a love of the truth, then God is going to send us a strong delusion. He's going to allow us to believe a lie. He's going to allow us to believe false doctrine if we do not have a love of the truth. If we do not receive a love of the truth, we're going to be unrighteous and we're going to have an unrighteous deception. False teachers are going to be able to pull us away from the truth because we do not love it. It's only in receiving a love of the truth that we might be saved. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Bible says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. If we do not believe it, then what's going to save us? If Jesus is the Word, and according to John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, if we do not love the truth, then we're not going to love His words. In John chapter 17 and verse 17, it says, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy Word is truth. In loving the truth, we love the words of Jesus Christ, the message that He has came to share with us. And if we do not love that message, then God's going to allow us to believe false teachers. And everyone who does not believe the truth has pleasure in unrighteousness, and they are going to stand condemned. We have to love the truth, no matter the consequences of loving the truth. Because sometimes loving the truth is going to bring about strong consequences in our life. Because people do not love truth. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 26, it says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. When all men speak well of us, there's a good possibility that we are not teaching the truth. Because Jesus always taught the truth. He always did those things that were pleasing to the Father, according to John chapter 8 and verse 29. But they did not love him, even though he came to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke 19 and verse 10. He came with our good in his heart. He came to save us, to teach us what we needed to know in order to go to heaven. He gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But yet, we persecuted him, and yet we put him on a cross because he loved us so much. When we speak what the Father wants us to speak, all men are not going to like that. We're going to be treated like Christ was treated. 
They're going to hate us, even though we want their good, because men love darkness. In John chapter 4, verses 32 through 34, Jesus said, But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. You see, Jesus was always about doing his father's business. From the age of 12 years old and all the way throughout his entire life, his primary goal in this life was to do the work that was given to him by the father. And in this case, he said, this is my food. So he always did those things that were pleasing to God, but yet people did not receive him. In John chapter 1 and verse 11, he says he came to his own, but his own received him not. Even though he came to save them, show them the way, provide a path that they could walk down to the Father, John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. They persecuted him. They mocked him. And they eventually would put him on a cross. Woe unto you when all men speak well of you, for so they did the fathers and false prophets who were before you. A love of the truth is absolutely necessary for salvation. But when we love truth, not all men are going to love us. In John chapter 5 and verse 30, it says, I can can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteousness. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. You see, Jesus always sought his Father's will. He says, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus sought after truth. He always went about in his life loving truth. Even if it was going to put him on a cross, he loved the truth. And he would tell people what the truth was. And it did. It took him to the cross because he always did his Father's will. He loved the truth. A love of the truth is absolutely necessary for salvation. In John chapter 6 and verse 30, it says, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If we as a people today would understand this and always seek to do the Father's will, we would be in a much better place in our lives loving truth and wanting it to be done in our lives. We would be seeking after the truth. This would unite Christendom in under one if we all sought the will of the Father. But the problem is people want to seek their own will and they want to do things their own way. And this is where the problem comes in because they're not looking for the truth. They're looking for what will please them. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 9-12, through 12, this was the problem here. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. There are so many people out in the world that are looking to deceive people for their own gain. Instead of teaching the truth and accepting what comes along with the truth, they are teaching people unrighteous deception. And this unrighteous deception is putting money in their pockets, becoming rich. Remember what Paul said to Timothy, the love of money is the root of many different kinds of evil? Well, this will cause people 
to want to teach things that will line their pockets with money. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusions because they have not a love of the truth. You see, the truth brings about with it persecution and loving God. But people love themselves more than they love God. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusions that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You see, the lie is the broad path, the easy path to walk down. The truth is the narrow or straight gate that's difficult to go down. And many people will go down the broad way because it's easy. And few will find the narrow way which leads unto the Father. The only way to walk down the path that leads to the Father is to be like Jesus in John chapter 6 and verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the way to walk down the narrow path. But not very many people are going to do this, according to Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Most people are going to walk down the easy path in this life. And the easy path of this life is a delusion. It's a lie. And if we continue to walk down it to please our own selves, then we are going to be condemned, along with everyone that believes the lie. In John chapter 8, verses 40 through 45, the Bible says, But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, We are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and come from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. People that are caught up in this lie, will not believe the truth, even if they're told the truth. For example, people believe today that baptism is not necessary for salvation, even though the Bible says it over and over and over, all the way from Acts chapter 2 to Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, to Romans chapter 6, 1 through 7, to 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, to Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, when Jesus himself said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. You see, they want to believe the lie, even though the words of Jesus tell us that baptism is absolutely necessary. Belief and baptism equals salvation. They're caught up in a delusion. They believe the unrighteous deception, and because of this, they're going to perish because they did not receive a love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. A love of the truth is absolutely necessary for salvation. If we do not have a love of the truth, we're not going to believe Jesus himself if he speaks the word of God directly to us. Because they did not believe him back then, even though he told them the truth. John chapter 8 and verse 45, But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me.
The truth is hard sometimes. It's not always easy to do it, but it's always the best thing for us because we cannot believe the lie. In Galatians chapter 4 and verse 16, Paul told the Galatians, Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Jesus became the enemy of the world because he told them the truth. And Paul in Galatia was having the same problem. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Truth will make you an enemy of a person that does not want to believe it. If you believe a lie, truth is going to be your enemy. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 12-17, through 17, the Bible says, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. <clears throat> and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. Every person alive that desires to live godly is going to suffer persecution because this is what happened to Christ. When he told them the truth, they persecuted him, even to putting him on a cross. And so Paul told Timothy, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Why, Timothy? Why is this going to be the case? Because evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. These deceivers want to pull you away from the love of the truth because it takes away from them. And they're evil and they're impostors. But you're not going to see it unless you love the truth and you want the truth more than anything in your life. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. But if you don't love the truth, that's not what you're going to do. You're going to be deceived by these evil men and impostors. And you're going to believe a delusion and that delusion is going to content, condemn you. If we want to stop this, if we want to stop people from being condemned and being deceived, we have to do exactly what happened to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Timothy was able to stay away from these deceivers, these evil men and impostors, because his grandmother and his mother taught him from childhood what the truth was. If we teach people from childhood what the truth is, it's going to be harder for people to deceive them. And they're going to grow to love the truth, and they're going to want the truth. But we have to teach our children to desire truth more than anything. And if we do this, then we will know how to use the Scriptures. In verses 16 and 17 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto every good work. A love of the truth is absolutely necessary. For salvation. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, 
As we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.